to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. Thank you so much for coming on to Minding My Business. For those of you that do not know Gabrielle, you need to know her. She is, uh, I mean, you're just building this amazing powerhouse woman. The transformation that you've gone through in such a short amount of time has just been just so admirable. And um, for those of you, Gabby is a beauty, literally like guru guide. And this has not always been her story. So I'm going to let you share a little bit of what got you into the line of work that you do and how you built what you're continuously building right now. Okay. Um, So I graduated college just like everybody did. I went, I mean, I graduated high school. I went to college. You know, my parents wanted me to. Um, I never like had a career interest ever. You know, my dad wanted to push me into nursing school so bad. And I just had no interest. I went to community college. I got my associate's degree. And then once I was able to get a school loan by myself, I signed it and I went away because my dad was like, you want to go away? I'm not paying for it. So I did it myself. Um, I went away to college in Myrtle Beach. I partied every single night and for a whole year. And then my dad was like, please just come back home. This doesn't make sense. And I was like, no, no, no. So he finally... (laughs) So he finally convinced me to come back home. Um, He was just like, this is just doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? So I dropped out of college. I came back home. Um, I was applying to jobs everywhere. I took the first thing I got. It was a retail job. And I loved the brand I worked with, but I was working so many hours. I missed every holiday with my family. Weekends off was not a thing. I felt like I never had time to myself or anything. Um, and then on the weekends too, I was like bartending and bottle serving. So I was putting in like 60 hour weeks. I was three years, almost four years ago. So four years ago. Um, and I was just so burnt out and I saw all these other girls like traveling and making money and they would message me every day. And I would always be like, no. And then I'd be like, okay, can I see your paycheck? (laughs) And then I'd see them get paid and I'd be like, oh, I still don't know about this. I had this one really hard day at work and I was sitting in the back so upset and I was just like I can't do this anymore called this girl and I was like I have five dollars in my bank account but I have like three hundred dollars left on my credit card before it gets maxed I'm like let's just do this because I can't do this anymore so I maxed out my credit card Um, I bought this product pack and I had seen so many other girls like selling shampoo around me. So the reason I thought about it for so long was because I was like, well, everybody in the town surrounding me is doing it. Like nobody's ever going to buy for me when there's like a hundred other girls around me doing it. But I was just like, I can't be where I am any longer. So I did it. Um, that was July of 2018. So my four year anniversary is coming up soon. Um, my first month, like I don't think I did anything. I bought this product pack and I didn't even do anything with it when I first got it. So it was like a waste. And then the second month I like thought I made a sale and I didn't even know what I was doing. Then I started learning finally. 
So December came around and I flew through half the compensation land. And I was like, oh my God, like I can actually do this. So that December, I wanted to go on vacation with my dad for Christmas. And I remember my boss telling me, if you go on vacation, you will not have a job when you come back. So I thought about it for like a week. I knew in my head that my flight was booked already because I had already booked it, but I was still debating on going. And I told my dad and he's like, it's up to you. So I went, I came back. I still had a job because she needed me and I knew that. So it was kind of to my advantage. I knew I wasn't getting it fired. And then the next month in January, in the next month, I was halfway through the compensation plan. I was like, I don't really want this job anymore. I had picked up and I moved to New York City and I was driving back to Long Island every day for work and I was like this commute every day is ridiculous I can't do it so I asked to get transferred into the city and she offered me like a 50 cent raise and I laughed I was like is that a joke she's like okay maybe a dollar I'm like are you kidding so I was driving back and forth back and forth um March came around and this girl that I did just met in the shampoo business, I think we went out on New Year's Eve. She was like, you want to go travel Europe for a few weeks? And I was like, sure. And my boss was like, no, I cannot have you gone that long. So I went, I took the heat for it. And then April came around and I left, I was leaving work one day and I ended up getting into a really bad car accident as I left work. My car was totaled out of the parking lot. I was out of work for a while and I had this other business and I was just like, okay, this is like the perfect time to just never go back to this job because I'm just so stuck. And I was like a shop manager. So there was no more room for growth. I just would have been in this mall every single day for the rest of my life. So I kind of used that car accident at, to my advantage to just never go back. So I did that. I never went back to that job. And I just, you know, started working this business full time. So I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Right after that happened, my entire team fell off. I had no team. My rank went all the way back down. And I was back at the bottom. And I was like, well, that was a bad choice on my part. So from 2019 to 2022 of this year, February, right before I started working with Tanya, my numbers did not move at all. My business stayed stagnant. I wasn't making any money, but I always marketed it on my social media like I was. You know, I never let anybody know, hey, I haven't made a dollar in months because I didn't want people to know that. And then, like, I just felt so stuck. I felt like I was trying and trying and trying and nothing was working. Last year ended up being like the worst year of my life. I, my grandpa died. Um, that was in April and that was super hard for me because I was so close to him. My aunt ended up dying the next month and I had a surgery planned and my surgery ended up falling on the date of her funeral, which I didn't know was going to happen. So I was so torn. I'm like, I cannot miss this. And I hadn't done anything in months. I act, it was actually a Monet event the night before my surgery. So I was like, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to, you know, talk to the CEO, hear a couple of girls' stories, get re-inspired. I'm going to go to my surgery the next morning. And then after, I'm going to go to this funeral. 
I went to the event, had my surgery the next morning. I want to say that was in tears because hearing some of those girl stories is so inspiring. Had my surgery the next morning, had all plans on going to this funeral, woke up, was in so much pain, couldn't even leave the doctor's office. So I missed the funeral. And I was planning, I was living in Florida, I was planning on visiting my cousin in Sarasota the next month, that's where he was living. I was talking to him every day, and then I didn't hear from him for like a week. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just like really busy with work. He ended up committing suicide, that was his mom that died, and you know, next month will be a year and it still doesn't feel real. So I lost three family members in three months. So I'm stuck in this depression on top of just like feeling so stuck in this business. And then our annual conference every year is in September. The first year in my business, I bought a ticket and I just didn't go. The second year, it was virtual because of the pandemic. Last year I had a ticket and I was still debating on going. I'm like, I haven't done anything, haven't made any money, but everyone tells me that this event changes your life. Maybe it was like two days before the event started I still didn't have a flight and I finally booked a flight and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. You know, if I don't get anything out of it, I don't get anything out of it. But if I do, I do. So I went and it changed my life. I felt so stuck and everyone kept telling me, you need to dive deep into personal development. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a book or a podcast, like it just wasn't having any effect on me. So I went there and hearing from John Maxwell, Ed Milet, Mel Robbins, I was in tears. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. I'm going to come home and I'm just going to dive deep into this business. So that was September. September, I felt so motivated. And then the month came to an end and I was like, back in the same spot. October came around and I was like, Okay, I know so much about hair care and skincare. I could never do hair. Like, I could never picture myself. But maybe I can start, like, doing facials. So I spend thousands of dollars to put myself through school now because I'm like, maybe I just need a career change. Put myself through school. It was so hard to show up to school every day. The hours were long. I ended up graduating in January. And I was when I was in school, I was like, I cannot even believe that like I'm volunteering to touch other people's faces like it just grossed me out at the time so I'm like I can't believe I just did this so January came around and I was like okay I have to think of something else and I remember this girl one of my sidelines I saw her work with Tanya um and she kind of had a similar story like her team fell off and I watched her like rebuild and like at a skyrocket it was it was crazy. So I was like, okay, let me reach out to her. I've never talked to her before. So we got on the phone and she was so nice. I explained everything to her and she was in the middle of moving. She's like, I'll call you right back. So I'm like, let me go on her website and look around. So I went on her website. <laughs> this is a funny yeah, had a heart attack. And I was like, okay, this is what we're talking about. The mastermind, like, I wonder if there's like a typo in that price. Like, is that correct? Or is there like a mistake on her website? Daniela was laughing. She's like, yeah, there was no typo. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So she called me back when she had a chance and I almost didn't answer the phone. I let it ring and ring and ring. <laughs> and I finally answered the phone. My first question to her was, so I went on your website. Is that the price? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, nope, automatically no. I, I don't have the money. 
So it was like, I was between the price of investing in myself and being where I am now, or I would pay the price of staying where I was again and again and again. So I made the investment and the fir one of the first sessions, she's like, all right, you need to find out your blood type. I'm like, what does this Well, I know you're through? going through all these testimonials. We want to interview you today. We want to interview you. So wait, I wait, love wait. like your props and praise, but we want to like, like, and your story is so like I'm powerful. And I know that, and listen, you can share whatever you want on here. This is just to inspire like other women with your story and the tools that you want to share, because there's some things we really, I think are so critical for other women to understand like you know you you heard from them that um like Nella and a few other and we all have stories but I think we can all agree that like it takes a lot of courage to 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 see that something in life isn't working for you like you had done like with one career and then you had to reassess because there's a lot of people and you don't give yourself enough credit none of us do is like there's a lot of people that never make that change. There's a lot of people that aren't strong enough or courageous enough to say, you know what? Like, I know I deserve more in life. I know there's more for me in life. And um, I'm, I know Danielle is like dying to ask you some questions. So I was like, well, I know you're going down this testimonial thing, but like, hold on, girl. Like, we want to ask questions. <laughs> it was a story. I love it. There was so many points. Like, I was taking notes you know like, first off, i want to congratulate you for investing in yourself and taking that leap of faith because it's when you talk about it it's like oh okay self-development you no know, it's, it's easy peasy but no it's really not you know because you're digging deep into you know your shadows the traits that you have it's a lot of you know dedication and you know, spiritually, spirituality that goes into it, you know, your blossom, beautiful flower. So I just wanted to go ahead and congratulate you. But you. I did have a few questions. Um, Tanya and I kind of go forth, um, you know, peeling away at the beautiful lake that you have. Um, one of the questions that I actually was um, in regard to those three months of, I don't even know how to describe it because I can't put myself in your shoes. Um, so when you were going through the deaths of your family, um, how were you actually dealing with those emotions or did you not start to heal until you started that self-development? I, so it was so hard, like seeing my grandpa it was like he he was fully functioning and like his body was just shut down so i was like i can't i didn't think it was going to happen and it happened right in front of my eyes i was there in person and i was like whoa so that was a lot to deal with um my aunt was super sick so it wasn't as hard but like my cousin like i said i've never lost someone to suicide and he was like a brother to me more than a cousin and you know, like I said, next month will be a year and I feel like I still haven't fully processed it. I've definitely dealt with it now and been through it, but it's been tough. It was tough. I kept everything inside and I didn't know how to deal with any of it at first. You know, Tanya taught me a lot. 
Yeah. Do you want to share maybe a few tools? Because I think that's what the biggest thing is like, and, and I mean, I recently, like, I mean, we all have trauma. I think that's the biggest thing we want to create on this platform is to inspire other women to know that we are all in this together and we can all celebrate each other and we can all, you know, support one another, get through the tough times. And what would you say, like, um, one of the most powerful tools that maybe you didn't do it at that time because sometimes the, the body just shuts down because it's just too much to deal with and we don't have the proper tools to go through that type of pain and trauma. But what would you say like one of the most powerful tools that you've learned um, that's helped you process pain or um, go revisit those things to heal? I would say like the EFT, the tapping, you know, talking to like my inner child, like little Gab, like how much longer do you want to feel like this? You know, me feeling mm -hmm. stuck, me feeling depressed. How much longer do you want to feel like this? And I didn't, I wanted to get through it so bad. And it was hard to deal with it all too, but I feel so much better. I feel like a totally different person since I've done that. Mm -hmm. And I know like how to deal with my emotions now, you know, it's not go out, have 10 drinks, pass out and the next day still feel like shit. Like I feel so, I, ha I have tools to deal with my emotions in a healthy way now. So powerful. You also though were in a toxic relationship. You didn't mention any of that. Yeah. Like, yes, that one. <laughs> I don't know if that's something I want to go into. We don't have to, but it was just like, you know, like we, and you were, you had so many things against you and you still decided to make that choice. Like, you know what? I deserve better and I'm going to work on myself. And, um, you know, like you're just su such an admiration and I think there's requires so much courage to actually look at yourself and know like, Hey, like something's got to change because I don't want to numb myself anymore. I don't want to like, I, like I was having like conversations with people like super close to me and they're like, you know, what are you doing? You're 25. Like you got to figure something out. And I was like, I have this business. I just have to figure out how I'm going to get it to start working for me again. And this mm -hmm. was everything I needed. So I, you did say that once you started to do the work, on yourself, that's when what are some of the tools or uh, what did you learn in your own self-development that within First of all, like my life had no order to it. No order, no routine. It was just like a mess. I would wake up at whatever time, probably skip breakfast, maybe go to the pool for a few hours, come home, watch Netflix. Remember I said something about watching Netflix one time. He was like, you watched Netflix last night? That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I was like, was that on the program? I don't remember. That'd be part and of the self-care. If I ever said, like, I didn't have time, like, we went through our entire day from when you wake up to when you go to bed. So I knew where my time was and just putting together a routine and like time blocking my entire day and really just getting myself in order helped so much. And in the beginning, it was hard. I remember texting her and I'd be like, okay, I woke up a half hour earlier today, but I'm still not where I want to. And she's like, well, you signed this contract with yourself. Like you got to get up. 
not a real contract, but you know. Kind of is. I remember her telling me that. The most important time. I know. And there's times that you wake up like that. For example, me, this whole waking up to go to the gym. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, when I started that too, I, I was like, okay, I hadn't been in the gym in so long. That used to be something I did regularly. So I was like, I'm going to hire a personal trainer too. So I was doing this. I started with a personal trainer again. So I had a lot going on. I was working like a full-time job too, because I was like, I need something that's going to just bring in some income so I can like pay my rent, pay my car at the time because I'm, I made a big investment in myself. So I need to make sure I just have like a little cushion for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was working long days. I was exhausted. I would come home and like during the week on Tuesdays, I'd be like, Oh my God, I have to hop on this. Like I didn't even go to the gym or make dinner or anything yet. So, you know, it's a commitment to yourself. And then like on Saturdays, you know, I could have been doing anything else. And I was in this mastermind working on myself along with the rest of us that were in the group. So what's one of the tools that helps you get up? For example, myself, I look at pros and cons, you know, there. okay. So what, happen if I if I stay my pro I get you know, an hour two hours sorry my well yeah that's the pro but at the same time you're chronic okay so your body starts to lag energy you know all these things what are different things that kind of what's the conversation like that you tell yourself if you don't want to I am just in such like a routine now and if I so don't follow one part of it like my day just feels off um so because so you know after time it gets easier but in the beginning like when you're having those when you were having those days that you just didn't i i just kept telling myself like you made this commitment you know this is part of the investment you made in yourself you know you have to be 100% in this or it's not going to work you have to do all the work so i started actually putting, plugging my phone across my bedroom with the alarm so that I would have to physically get out of my bed to go to it and shut the alarm off. And I just would write like little, um, I would keep a little note on my phone, like of my why, like a small little part of my why. So that when I woke up, I got up, shut the alarm off, looked at my why. And that's just been helping me. Well, in the beginning, now I can stick to my routine, but in the beginning it was so hard. I love this. I love this whole conversation too, because like, um, we, I talked about this, I think in uh, someone's podcast, but like the ostrich phase and you guys literally just went through so much growth work. So I love catching it like fresh because sometimes people have been doing the growth work for so long. They forget the like little steps. Like Daniela was asking, like, well, what happened in the very beginning when you had that confliction of dialogue in your head and you're like, just sleep a little longer. Like, Danielle's was like, oh, but it's my babies. I'm spending time with my babies. Like, it's like, but the snuggles. And then you was like, get your ass up. Go take care of yourself. You're going to be a better human being. Well, that, that was me. Like, I, well, not kids, but I had two dogs. So I would have two dogs in my bed. I didn't want to get up. I wanted to lay in bed with them a couple more hours. Comfortable. But that wouldn't benefit me at all, so. Yeah. So with 
with that being said, like when we go through this growth spur, I mean, you know, because you just went through it. I'm going through a new phase. Danielle is going through a new phase. Like it doesn't end, you guys. Like growth does not end. The, the moment you stop growing is a day that you're not living anymore. And so I think people get confused. Like, oh, yeah, I did the work and now I'm like done. Like, no. But when you're, <laughs> when you're going through the growth work, there's a phase of transition that almost becomes like an ostrich phase where it almost feels like everything in your life is like falling away and like literally like isn't working anymore like your friendships your relationships your business ventures because i mean even in your job you were like i remember talking to you you're like i'm miserable but i'm doing it because i have the cushion because you knew you had to do it for that moment in time to help you get to what you really wanted and sometimes we have to do that can we talk a little bit about the space of transitioning friendships when you're growing? Because I know that was like super fresh with you. That was like super hard. Um, I live in Fort Lauderdale. I live in like one of the most social buildings and, you know, we actually have a bunch of group chats and people like hang out a lot. And a lot of people in my building go out like day and night, every day, every night. And I would always get invited. But it's always like, I knew that I, I knew they drink every night. And I knew that if I was to go out with them, like I would just end up drinking. Like I didn't have self-control at the time. I didn't know how to go out and like not drink. So I would always not go out. And then I felt like they got upset with me. Nobody wanted to be my friend anymore. And I was just like, you know, I have to do this for myself. You don't understand right now, but maybe you will eventually. Or, but now I'm at the point where like I can go out and not drink the way they do and still like have fun and enjoy myself and you know it feels so different now like I don't feel the need to go out and be peer pressured to drink like I know how to just go out and hang out and socialize and come home and not have a hangover in the morning wake up at normal time not sleep all day you know it's I love yeah like I was actually talking to yeah, not too long ago, you know, um, I myself through that journey now. What are some tips that you would tell yourself in the beginning um, to get yourself, you know, to that? Because, like, me, I'm a social drinker, you know, when I go out, my friends, you know, hey, want a drink? I got you this drink, you know? And I feel like the problem with our society is that we have such a bad relationship alcohol like it's so, so normal when I first got through and finished all this work my friend was in Miami she's like let's go out I hadn't seen her in so long and I was debating I'm like oh so we went to this place called sugar and we got to the bar and she ordered us both a drink and I turned to the bartender and I'm like but make mine without alcohol so my, both my friend and the bartender looked at me and they're like, what? I'm like, well, I'll have the same drink, but no alcohol. I'm like, you know, I can still be here and socialize and not have any alcohol. And so I kept doing that all night. You know, I was fine. I was still having just as much fun as she was. I, I could drive my car home, you know, because I live in Fort Lauderdale. So I didn't worry about like Ubering back and forth. And it, it was fine. Like I felt the same, just better. Like, I don't, I realize I don't have to have alcohol to, you know, go out and have a good time. So I was still able to sit there and catch up with her. And I just didn't have that drunk feeling. And like, especially um, like being back into fitness now, you know, it takes a toll on my fitness goals too. So it feels so good. I actually 
being an influencer, um, I did a collab with a non-alcoholic wine brand. So I have a bunch of their wine bottles. They have no alcohol in them. Drink them as often as I want. And it still feels the same. Like it still tastes the same as like a bottle of wine that would have alcohol in it. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, I think you hit something. I don't think I, you hit something so powerful. And I know because I do a lot of work with people and in the beginning space of like, you almost have to let your old identity and belief systems like die in order to really rebirth and build the new, build the new version of yourself of whatever you want to build. And the biggest like, like false belief system is like, in order to have fun, I have to drink or I have to get intoxicated. And in order to be fun and people want to be around me, I have to drink. And we don't really get to have, until we have that experience, like you have that experience, you're like, actually, that was a lie. And I kind of like this a little bit better. And it's not saying that you can never drink again. It's just saying like, everything that we do has a consequence. Am I okay with the outcome? Am I okay with the consequence? And so that's really, that's really inspiring that you're still like, you're not, shutting down the things you like to do you're still doing it but you're working with still your goals and what you want to achieve in your life and how you want to feel every single day yeah I mean I would say like I made this like small sacrifice for like the long term like these those three months I was like I'm gonna just not go out with any of my friends I'm gonna stay in I'm gonna find other activities until I know that I can go out and be a different person so I made this small three-month sacrifice, and it was so worth it. Now I can go out, and, like, I don't feel the need to drink. Mm. Awesome. Because, like, you honestly said it all right there in your last sentence. Like, some, it's a small sacrifice because it's like with, you know, having, when you're growing mentally, you have to make small sacrifices. You can't put your in situations that you know are going to take you back to the person that you're trying to leave. Exactly. So, for example, like, you know, not going out. You knew in the, if I go out, I'm going to get tempted. You know? And yeah. it's, you know, we, we got to admit we're as strong as we are, you know, in the in the long And like you said, Ten, it's, there's small sacrifice. It doesn't mean, oh, no, um, I'm never going to drink life it just means that you're changing the relationship that you have with alcohol for the long term mm -hmm. yeah and and you have to sometimes like literally like just like i call it the ostrich space because it's you literally feel like you're just isolating yourself because you know you need to work on things you need to get focused and also like eliminate distractions but I think it's also important, like when you're going through things, like even I'm going through a different growth and I have support, I have coaches that are going to keep me focused because I'm not strong enough yet to make those right decisions for this new level of growth that I'm stepping into because it's new for me. And when something's new, we need support, we need structure, we need accountability. And we're, we have to admit too, like you both said, Daniela and, and Gabrielle, that I'm not strong enough yet to be able to put myself in these environments or around these type of people. And sometimes you will revisit each other, uh, each other and sometimes you won't and that's okay. And I like, I finally started like going out again and 
you know, I, I got messages from people that I didn't even know people picked up on them. They're like, oh, it's so nice to see you like going out and doing things again, because I kept myself like super isolated. I was like, I know if I go out, like, I'm just going to give in. So, you know, and I was like, yeah, and I'm finding like other ways to enjoy myself as I go, like not having, feeling the need to, you know, drink every single night the way I used to. So it's been nice. <laughs> I kind of like myself. <laughs> hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meetup with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Did you go through a certain situation that really made you change that relationship going out and alcohol that made you step back and be like, oh, wait, maybe chill out for this for a moment well like i said before i live in like one of the biggest parties party buildings in fort lauderdale um so i would just give in to peer pressure and they would go out every night you know i would go it didn't even matter what day of the week it was monday tuesday wednesday saturday and i would just always go and i would just be like i'm spending money on alcohol i'm not bettering myself in any way you know there's other things that at my age, like there's other things I need to be focused on than going out, you know, that shouldn't be my priority right now. My priority needs to be, you know, to self-development, building my business back up, you know, getting back into a routine, which I did finally. Mm-hmm. So I had to make that small sacrifice of staying in for three months. Yeah. So well, can I, I this? let me, All can I fast? Cause this is important. I don't want to forget it, but and I'm sorry to cut you off, Daniela, but Gabby, when you pulled back, how far forward did you scale in business when you got serious? Oh my God. My first month, I hit a five-figure month and I hadn't hit a five-figure month in like two years. And it wasn't my personal business yet. It was something else I did. So the second month working with her, my personal beauty business I woke up one morning and I was like, okay, I can't tell if my back office is like glitching or if my numbers are right. Like I was all the way back up where I was and I was like, oh my God, like two years, my numbers didn't move. And in two months, they were back up where they were. It was like, I felt like a miracle happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in that isolation phase of focusing and thinking what else to do, you were able to build even your business back up. And so it's like, why does money come? It's because we get more focus and we prioritize. But I don't know. I wanted to ask because I know that's what happened, but sorry, Daniela. Yeah. I was like, that was like a big thing. And I want people to understand that so many blessings come about when we prioritize ourselves. Yeah. And it's good that you cut me off. It's like, I feel like that's even going to put 
more sauce to my tacos that I'm going to say. I was going to challenge all of our viewers to really sit down and look at their lives. Like, I feel like we all know our certain ticks that we have that could make it better. Like, for example, how we're saying alcohol. Like, sit back and think, okay, when I'm drunk, am I the person I want to be? Like, if there's a camera following you around, when I'm drunk, is that how I want to be portrayed in life? Those little things, you know, when I do certain things in life, everybody taste down, take what's holding you back from achieving your goal, like Gabby said. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah, I love this little challenge we got going on. We should do like a 30-day challenge. Oh, let's do it. My, my business challenge. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, the summer minding my business challenge. Yes. I like that. Something together now. And we gotta like give it to the community so they could have a little freebie or something. Um, um Gabby, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I'm I'm a pretty open book. I live a single life. Um I I'm not on any dating apps, I'm not actively looking. Um, do I get lonely? Absolutely. Do I have many activities to keep me busy? Absolutely. Um, I feel that when you're in a single life and you are building a business and you see everybody around you with families and children and they're actively dating or like going on this app, going on that app, um, what is your input on like as you're building your empire and as you're bettering yourself on that whole scenario of um, the relationship single life sector. I'm glad we got some singles on the show finally, because we always got like happily married people. And I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> so my relationship was going through a lot of issues. Um, I felt like as like we were growing as people in a sense, and our relationship wasn't growing at the same rate. So it was just like, it needed to be broken off. We were trying so many times to make it work and it just didn't. We actually went on vacation, like right before I started this mastermind and we were like, it's gonna fix things. No. So we broke it off. Um, finally, it was what needed to be done for a while. And it was hard because I was in a relationship um, three and a half years. So. I was super comfortable with that person. You know, I, I had that person every night with me and then to go, you know, we moved down to Florida together. I didn't know anybody besides him. So I was all by myself. I was super lonely. And at the time, you know, I was trying to isolate myself from what friends I did have here. So it was hard. Um, but we kind of civilly made the decision that we both needed to do it and focus on our businesses. And it just, you know, if, if it comes back together in the future in a better way, it does. And if it doesn't, then it was never meant to be. Um, and speaking on mine and his behalf, both of our businesses skyrocketed. So it was good for both of us in a sense. Um, and I just learned that like, I don't need anybody, you know, not that he was, um, a financial cushion to me like I was supporting myself but I had that emotional cushion and at first it was super super hard but now like it just feels so much easier and 
to be honest, like I'm not even looking into the dating world. You know, I'd rather go out with my girlfriends or whatever. But yeah, I learned to like love myself more too and do things for myself. Um, I felt like I was always putting this person before myself every time. And that's why I was never happy. So I'm just like a happier person now too because of it. But it's definitely like, it's hard being single sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, it, it's also, it, I think it's the thing about like, because I know there's so many different segments and then there's pressure about with the dating realm. And as you're building your business, I think it's actually a good thing because you have some form of a purpose and a focal point. Um, but during the phase of also healing, it's important to put all your energy into that because it's another thing like that we just talked about with the alcohol. And when you don't feel strong enough, you can, it's like people prey on weakness or vulnerability and not everybody's going to do the right thing. So it's just such a really healthy time to build the new. I know that's a, like a lot of questions. So I wanted to bring this to the awareness of the audience is like working on yourself is about even dating is like dating yourself, like romance yourself until you find somebody worthy and deserving of your time and your energy because time and energy can never, you can never get that back. So in the beginning I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm doing all this healing work. I'm going to, you know, take what I'm learning and bring it back to my relationship. And we're going to do this healing work together. And this person just had such an ego, high ego. I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm too good. So it just didn't work. So it ended up breaking off and I'm just a better person because of it. I feel like I've grown so much and, you know, I, I don't want to like, I don't know how to word it. I don't want to like try and convince someone that they need something like self work like this, but I knew I needed it. And it helped me so much. And I wasn't afraid to admit that I needed help. Same with how I hired a personal trainer too. Like I needed to, someone to hold me accountable with my fitness goals. And now I'm really happy with my body again too. Mm-hmm. And I know Daniela, Daniela's in, you know, she's got babies. She's got three children. She's got uh, actually four, or is a fourth. No, I'm just kidding. She's got, she's got her, her husband. But, and Daniela, you want to share a little bit about even like you guys, uh, that part about growth, because sometimes growth happens together and sometimes it doesn't. And I think it's a really important conversation to have because we talk about it all the time with friends, but hopefully your partner is also your friend, you know, before. And like, just like you said, you know, you can't force somebody to do the work, you know, thank God my husband he knew he needed it. So we started our journey together. And I feel like it made our relationship so much better because we were able to do the work together and call each other out and hold each other accountable. You know, because if you have somebody that's there telling you, oh no, you don't need to do that. Oh no, no, no. Eventually words have power and eventually you're gonna believe, oh no, I don't need that. So sometimes it is necessary, whether it be a boyfriend, whether it be shit, even a husband, friend, <laughs> it might be, to 
push away because most importantly, before being a wife, before being a girlfriend, you're yourself. You need to put yourself first before anybody. And at that moment in time, Art put myself first and I put myself first, but it made us even better. So for all you people that are in a relationship, don't hold yourself back for anybody else because you never know, like nobody knows the future. Look at Gab, Gab, you know, you blossomed into a strong, amazing businesswoman. And who knows if you would have stayed in that situation and held you back from your growth, who knows if you would have been in this position now. So mm -hmm. don't hold back. Like, that's my biggest thing. Don't hold back for anybody. Put yourself and don't wait. And don't wait. Don't wait on anything because it's like, you don't know if the opportunity is going to present itself again. You don't know if that's going to be there for you again, there's never going to be a right time to take care of you and to romance yourself. And Daniela, like you've been through your, I mean, everybody's been through their journey, but I remember Daniela, you know, you were in a phase where you just started even dating yourself again and even having art and your kids. You're like, well, wait, I need to, I need to have Daniela time. I need to, I need to find Daniela time you know, and, and get to really love my time to myself without feeling guilty or ashamed or any of that stuff. And it actually helped your relationships, right? It did. It really did. Now my kids see me putting myself first. So it encourages them. And that's one thing that I, I really do express with them, you know, and we do teach them the self-work. Because what happens is we get lost with the titles that we have. What I mean by titles, a mom, you know, that's a title as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner. We get so caught up in the lives that we forget our passion, our loves. For example, mine's is riding horses. I love horses. I never gave myself the time, but I would let my husband have his time. I would make the time for my kids. If I could make time for everybody else, how could we not make time for ourselves? You know, it goes back to, to making ourselves happy. You know, how do we, how are we going to have a fulfilled full life if we're putting ourselves last? Yeah. So look back at yourself. Look, you know, look back and think, all right, for all you women that are and have kids, am I putting myself first? Because what's going to happen is once you start putting yourself first, you're going to be a better mom. You're going to be a better, a better wife. What happens is you start to think, oh, how am I going to put myself first? And my kids come first. My husband comes first. How are you going to give, are you going to give your family the whole you or the rest of you? Because mm -hmm. when you're first, you're giving them the rest of you because it's what's left of after doing, you know, all these things, all, you know, you're giving, being them, you're giving them the rotten molded version. <laughs> you know yeah. They're not even crumbs. They're getting mold. Yeah. <laughs> be a moldy mom? No. <laughs> no, but honestly, like you you start to get bitter, you know, and obviously we love our kids. My kids, I will do anything for my children. But I have to give them the best of me. And it's the same, you know, for, for people that are single. How are you gonna attract the right spouse? if you're not taking care of 
yourself. Yeah. You know, for even for your business, how are you gonna grow your business if you don't have the best version of yourself? And we kind of like civilly had that conversation. He was like, you know, you need to learn to be by yourself and love yourself. And it's so true. Like I would wake up and I would make him breakfast. I would, you know, meal prep for him for the day. And I would, you know, go through his calendar and make sure like all his appointments are in order, all his interviews and, you know, see if he got any more applicants. I, I would help a lot with his business, but it's like I was doing nothing for myself at all. So I was burnt out on top of, you know, I have a dog, but we had, he was a puppy at the time. So I was raising this puppy and, you know, I wasn't putting any time and effort into myself. I was working this job too, nine to five, like it was a mess. And I was like, I cannot physically do this anymore. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, I make so much time for myself, whether it's going to the gym, going to yoga, sometimes I'll go out to eat by myself. I buy myself flowers now. I love having them in my apartment. It's just so, something so warming to me. It's like, I do things to make myself feel good now. I'm not constantly worried about somebody else. That's actually a common thing that I've noticed is once these amazing women that we had as guests that are single start to really love themselves, they start buying themselves flowers. They start to think, oh, wait, I don't got flowers. I'm going to buy myself some flowers. And that's amazing. You don't have to wait for somebody to make you happy. Make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. You can't wait. I think it's, like, always the biggest thing that we learn in yoga is, like, the time is now. There, the, the word time, the time is now. And now is always the right time. Um, Gabby, what are, what would you say, and if you guys have any questions, I can't believe how quickly, I always see this, like, the this whole, like, talk went, so fast I feel like we could have a whole another hour but if you guys also watching have any questions go ahead and type them in there because we do read your questions you got a lot of love in here Gabby there was a few people like we love you Gabby so that was like lots of love for Gabby give her some hearts you guys um but what would you say some now knowing what you know when you're feeling down or you're feeling weak or you're feeling any old versions of your thoughts, doubts, and securities creep in, what tools do you use to help transition them and move you through those emotions as fast as possible? I know you mentioned EFT, but are there any other ones? You mentioned exercise. Yeah, e-tapping, exercise. Um, I will go back and re-watch some of our sessions. Um, I used to take notes all the time, so I have a notebook full of everything I wrote down. I would go back and go through it all. Um, I will start going to yoga, um, the gym, I'll put headphones in, I'll just go on like a really long walk. I have a bike, I'll ride my bike. Just healthy things that I know will make me feel better after. Not going out and like killing a whole bottle of wine and coming home and still feeling not good. Yeah, if you could like tell like like one tip for somebody or guide the audience through people watching the replay, what would that one thing be? I would sit, sit myself down. I would feel what I'm feeling. And I would just talk to myself, you know, like, how, how much longer do you want to feel like this? What is the actual root of the problem? You know, is it a problem or is it just something I'm overthinking? And I'm so big into fitness that I'll either go to the gym or I'll go on a long walk. 
for a, like a long, long walk and I'll come home and I'll sit down and be like, do I still feel like this or is it gone? It was just something I was thinking of. And most of the time it goes away, you know? Yeah. What if it's the middle of the day and it's like a tsunami storm and you can't leave to go to the gym? <laughs> Honestly, if it... You can't really work like out. Can't work out. Um, I mean, you could at home. I'm going to lie. I would probably go into a deep meditation. I would take a work break, go into a nice meditation, listen to a podcast, eat like a, a good whole meal. I feel like I've been eating so much more whole foods and my body has been feeling so much better from it. I would just take a break and give myself some me time, but probably into a meditation. I've been meditating like a lot lately. Mm. What have been some of the benefits you've noticed, like the shifts we... We asked this to a few of our guests, like the biggest thing I think people want to understand is like, how am I going to benefit from it? Like everybody talks about this, like, ooh, stuff, but like, how am I going to benefit and how, how, what benefits have you noticed with adding and incorporating the meditation into your daily practice? Um, I feel like, I'm trying to think of how I can put this, like, I feel like meditation just like clears my mind of like anything that I was thinking beforehand, no matter good or bad. And I almost feel like I have like a fresh start to the day, even though I'm only doing like this 20 minute meditation. And I feel like if there was a situation that I was dealing with before, like I can come out of this meditation and deal with it in a healthy way. When I was in this relationship, you know, if we were having an argument, I would, you know, I'm going to go put myself in a meditation, I'm going to come out of it, I'm going to feel calm, and then we can reevaluate whatever problem we were dealing with before, if it's actually a problem or not. So I feel like it's just really helped me like calm down. Um, it really helped my anxiety. And I just, I feel so clear after. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, I do a little bit different meditation could you let our viewers know how you zone your meditation what do you start with do you go into a quiet room could you walk our viewers the steps you take when meditating so if it's like daytime and there's light i'll always shut my blinds um i will remove all distractions i have two dogs so they'll be in a different room i want to just be by myself i always make sure i have water with me um I don't leave my phone in the room because I usually play it on like my iPad or my laptop because if I hear my phone go off, it's just such a distraction for me. And even like if I have it in the room with me on Do Not Disturb, like I know I'll open my eyes and look at it. So, you know, that just totally defeats the purpose. So I put my phone in a different room. Um, and then I have a couple different ones I've been using um, just off YouTube. I just, I put comfy clothes on. I sit in my, I like to sit in my bed and I listen to it and then I come out and I just feel so much better. That's awesome. I, I lock my door too, because I just, I don't want anyone, you know, walking in the door and coming in my room and, you know, distracting me out of it too. So that's another thing I do is lock my door. How much time do you meditate for? Like, what do you feel is a good beneficial time for you? For me, like at least 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Like a pro. 
You're the pro going to doing the ones for hours. I, I, no, that was a one-time event, Missy. <laughs> Miss Thang, I do, I do 15. I just added an extra meditation to my morning. Um, I do always non-negotiable is my night meditation, 15 mm -hmm. minutes. And I just added a morning meditation after my training session in the morning. Because I think it's important to figure out in order to be successful with instilling habits is to find a home for them where you know that it's going to stick. So it's okay to go through a phase where you're trying to figure out where it can eventually stick. And I always tried to do it before my workout in the morning and it just never worked because I'm still tired. So I noticed like when I do it after my workout, it's like perfect time. Cause like you said, you exercise, you move things through the emotions, you kind of move the emotions, you breathe, you do your training, endorphins, dopamine are released, and then you can sit. It's a little easier to sit because your mind is kind of already clear from your workout. So I just added a second one. So I, together they equal your 30. <laughs> Daniela, what do you do for your meditation? So it's a little bit tougher for me because of my little kiddos. Um, but I wait till I'm home. Once I'm there, I actually go ahead and before I even go into meditation, I do it a little different because when I I me and like God. So if I have like if I have a heart or I'm sad or I'm going through something, I'll do a prayer and then sit there and I honestly just meditate hope to have some type of clarity as to what's going on. So I know how Gabby was saying that she clears her to get rid of you know, whatever she me I actually want clarity you know and by the time that I'm out of it I have answer I'm like I know what I need to do next mm. so. and that, that's really what I learned I started to study meditation from so many freaking people and gurus and gone and spent money in these courses and what I learned is like prayer is when we speak to God and meditation is when God speaks to us exactly and that it's like when we when we're able to sit still for a moment and sometimes you got to do a bunch of different things like Gabby was talking about you got to go like you know work out get like move your body a little bit like it, it's there are no wrong answers to doing something um it's literally just playing around and seeing what works for you that's why there are so many forms of meditation there's so many forms of exercise there's so many forms of therapies and techniques like you got to figure out what's going to stick with you and just keep trying and keep practicing it until you get the results that you want and even if you are isolating for three months or six months or a year like this is your life and whatever you want and you know congratulations on all of your growth I know you are just getting started I'm so excited for you. You have me, you've got Daniela, like we are just rooting for you. We're rooting for each other because we're all on this together. So it doesn't, it never ends. Nobody's perfect. We just got to keep, you know, striving for better and more and supporting each other along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But gosh, it's already been like an hour. Thank you so much. For being on minding my business you just dropped so many diamonds 
on the audience. And for those of you watching the replay, we do look at every single comment. So make sure you let us know one thing that you got out of today's um, episode. And Gabby, if you can leave the the viewers with one like golden piece of information that will help them, I guess, that will give them maybe hope or inspiration within their day that they can take with them today. What would that one thing be? Invest in yourself. Seriously. Like I went from nothing for two years straight to right back where I was after two months. Would you say maybe better? Because now you have information in your mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like a whole new person. And all I had to do was do the inner work. And that's you make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, I was putting it off for so long. I was just making every excuse possible. I would talk to people, and they would tell me that. And I'd be like, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And all I kept hearing was personal development, personal development, personal development. And I was just like... I was tired of hearing people say the same thing and I still didn't know like what to do. Yeah. So exactly what I needed to do. <laughs> Invest in yourself. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everybody thank you for watching, finding my business where we're here to elevate, teach you how to elevate your business, your mindset and your, your life, your life and your life. Come on. We guys say like life and life. All right, you guys, the song that I played this morning before it got disconnected was um, Toast by Coffee with the K-O-F-F-E-E, -E. but it's all on gratitude. It's like nice and upbeat. It's just a really awesome song. Thank you so much again for being on today's episode, and we love you. We're grateful for you. We're happy that you're still continuing on. Your story is an inspiration. You're an inspiration, and you're just going to be an industry leader and changer. So thank you. That All right, you guys, thank you so much for watching. We will see you next Tuesday on Minding My Business. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to tanyacoliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.